Welcome to the Flock Podcast, the show where we talk about video games, movies, news, and everything else we've been doing throughout the week. I'm Dewey, and I'm joined by a special guest, Coleman. Yo, what's up? I'm a guest. Wait, yeah, I'm not a guest. You could be. I live here. That's true. You do Go live ahead. here. And uh, the maniac from Mechanicsville, Bob. Yeah, that's my name. Don't wear it Rep- out. Representing. Guys, it's no secret that we uh, haven't done much this week. So, uh, yeah, well, it's not a secret to us. Because <laughs> we but, just, <laughs> I mean, yeah. Over. I'm saying, guys, practice the run. proverbial guys that are listening. <laughs> um, but I do know that we did do some stuff because it always seems like whenever we talk about stuff, we're like, yo, I didn't do anything this week. It's always we come into the podcast, we start talking about what we actually did, and I'm like, hey. Um, I did do stuff. I did do stuff. You did do stuff. We did stuff. So get I ready. Got we got things. We got we got a we're gonna get into some crazy stuff because I did weeks, some. I'm just gonna sit on my couch after we finish the podcast, and I'm not I'm not gonna do anything for a full <laughs> week until we record. Again. That's what you always do, isn't it? <laughs> I go to my little hibernation chamber. <laughs> Bob goes and recharges. Hey. All right, well, I'll, I'll tell you what I did. What you did? I found out that the seventh season of Reno 911 is on Quibbly. Yep. Quibby. 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 Quibbly. <laughs> With the original cast, right? With the full original cast. I was talking with friend of the show, Philip. That's his full name, his legal name. Friend of the and show, Philip. Yeah, and uh, he was like, oh, they're bringing it back. And he's like, oh, wait, it's already out, and it's on Quibi. And I said, guess what? I still got like a month left of my Quibi sub. And you have the Quibi sub in the most opportune time because now it has a Roku app, I think. Oh, that's you great. You don't even have to watch it. On I don't phone. even want to watch Okay, so here's the thing. I was like, I'm going to watch it then. I opened up. I re-downloaded Quibi. Uh, I typed in Reno 911. There it was. It's like 12 or 13 episodes. And I was at the laundromat and doing my laundry, and I was popping off some Quibi episodes while uh, my shit was washing. They are seven-minute episodes. Yeah, it's a Quibi. A quick bite. A quick bit. Quick bike. And I was just like, oh, this is... They probably filmed them all in a week. Yeah, Yeah, uh, probably. The show is exactly how you remember it. To a T... Uh, had someone shown this to me and been like, oh, this is like a lost episode or something, I'd been like, yeah, sure. I wouldn't have, other than the fact that they are older and the quality of the cameras is higher and that they're talking about more recent stuff, it looks just like the old one. Same sets, same people, same outfits, same hair. Uh, It's funny, I guess. I don't... Were you a big it's Reno like 9-11 fan? Dude, yeah, I would say so. I thought it was really fucking funny. Interesting. Um, so I watched like four episodes, which was like... the Ten minutes long. Which is like one wash of laundry. And um, I mean, there's one scene in episode three or four. The first scene is like... Four and a half minutes. 
The whole episode is basically one scene, and then there's some throwaway stuff. Like they, uh, if you've ever seen Rio Nine One, they do their PSAs sometimes. Uh, there's there's those, and they did one that was like really expansive on pronouns, kind hmm. of like lampooning pronouns in a bit in a way. Like some uh, real South Park view of it. Yeah, but like, have you watched it? No, I haven't. Oh, I mean, it was like kind of funny, I guess. It wasn't like distasteful, um, but uh, yeah, I just I have no desire really to like watch the rest of them unless I'm somewhere else doing something where I can't leave. <laughs> like, like if I end up doing laundry again, maybe I'll finish them. But like, I'm just not. I always watched Reno Nine One One out of happenstance because it was on tv you know yeah i got some like i was home there was nothing else on i was like yeah i'll watch reno like whatever i didn't like wait for the premiere of the new episode or you know i didn't own it on dvd but yeah i watch it uh so that's about as much as i can say uh, for the quibi version other than the fact that it's seven minutes like you just get going and it's over it's wild it's weird i I have some questions for you guys yeah Uh What do you think the budget of Quibi is? What do you mean? Just the overall, like their like Quibi as an, an entity. What is their like their capital? Their game, like how budget. much money they got to get, like to, to make to make, make videos. Shows. Yeah. Well, I know for the Reno Nine One One, it was produced in part by Comedy Central. So I don't. But, right, but Quibi was was fronting that bill, right? They Probably. Were uh, I, think it was a, I believe it was a joint venture. Quibi, so how much is a traditional Quibi production? The budget of Quibi is $1.75 billion. That's a lot of money. Isn't it? That's a lot of capital That's investment. a lot of money for a uh, 72,000 user count. Yeah. Uh, um, that's not good. I actually... I forget... Do we love Quibi? <sighs> no, I don't. I forget what podcast I was listening to that like kind of dove into Quibi about how it was just it's just being run by a bunch of like old suits who think they know what millennials want. It says like formal um Katzenberg, right? Yeah, Katzenberg. Like, I so, know children. Yeah, children, the cer- but- the cer- uh brainchild of DreamWorks Animation co-founder uh, in former Hewlett Packard CEO, uh, two billionaires deeply, yeah. So it's just like two old, out of touch people who think they know what millennials want, and uh, obviously just didn't. fart jokes. I think I think it was like no, when it first came out. At one point, it was like number three on like the downloads list, and now it's like way down there on like the Apple <laughs> download uh, store, the Apple store. So that download spike was from their free trial? Yes. And this article's, uh, this Verge article is saying that Quibi reportedly lost 90% of their subscribers after the trials ex- expired. Yeah. Which means they I mean, had, that sense. sounds about right. They had an, the other 10% an 8% forgot conversion to... rate. Yeah. Oh my God. 
I I just don't want to watch something on my phone. Yeah. Nobody does. That's what I'm saying. It's like if I'm if I'm somewhere where like I'm on a plane or you know, I'm traveling, yeah, sure, I'll watch a video on my phone. But I'm not like uh getting home, getting my jammies, put my feet up and whip my phone out to watch seven minutes of Reno nine one one. Like what's the fucking point, man? <laughs> I think your your scenario where you watched at the laundromat is the only use case. <laughs> yeah, I was just like, yeah, I'll watch it right now. Fuck it. I have literally, I can't leave. I'm doing my laundry. <laughs> I'm being held hostage. It's so. like they, they don't know that YouTube is accessible on a phone or that any other streaming platform is. Like, yeah. Well, I get, you know, I, once I get, again. I get but, under, I like. I was going to say, I get the... Um, actually, I was like, I kept trying to talk over you because I wasn't sure if I was coming through because my little box wasn't lighting up. Uh, so sorry. I get the appeal of the like seven minute thing for like people with short attention spans, and, and I guess, but it's like, I mean, give people some credit. I mean, no, that, that that doesn't mean anything though, right? If you have a short attention span, just because you're watching a seven-minute episode doesn't mean you're going to pay attention for that entire seven minutes. Yeah. If you're, your short attention span is not going to hold no matter what you're doing, no matter how long of an episode of whatever you're watching is. I and, will and, say, sorry, one, one quick thing that I did like about Quibi is the app is pretty snappy, and I like that you can long press and drag over to take a screenshot. That's about it. I was going to say that no matter what the situation is coming into the market as a brand new app at this point, it's like hard. They threw, uh, yeah, it's one hard. Two, they threw so much money at to get these exclusives, but people are already invested into Netflix and Hulu and those kind of exclusives. Yeah. So for you to, even if you had, like, it's impossible to make a exclusive show that is going to hold the attention of someone and like, or like multiple shows for one person. You know what I'm saying? So like someone might download the app and be like, okay, I'm going to watch Reno 911, like Coleman, and then delete it because they're like, okay, I'm done with this. But they have like all of these like wide range of shows where it's like if I wanted to watch this like or if I like I'm already invested in shows why would I download this app that's gonna have like one show for me and a or, lot of yeah shows, like a lot of the shows aren't dropping all at once like a Netflix yeah. will drop an entire season at once so this you're waiting a week to watch another seven minutes well in my case they were all at once and I would have been like. You know, just shoot me in the face. Like, I don't want to fucking wait another week for another seven minutes because I know it's already done. It's not like they fucking shot them all probably in one week. Yeah. Easy. Um, I get from like a production standpoint, it's really nice and it's, you know, digestible, but like TV's been the same way for a really long time because they know. Like, and when I say TV, I just mean like shows. Yeah. TV has been the same for a really long time because they already figured out what works and what doesn't. Like, <clears throat> Katzenberg. They're, they're going to like reinvent TV. Like, what if the shows are only 10 minutes? It's like, nah, like, we got, we got a lock on this, dude. Like, we're good. Katzenberg did blame coronavirus for the 
app's failure at the yeah the first he fucking launch. would dude some money yeah. grab dude yeah because everyone's stuck at home they don't have enough time you know at home doing nothing People's, to watch seven minutes of something <laughs> People are on their phones so much now that they're playing Words with Friends too much to watch seven minutes of Ashton Kutcher's Punkers. Uh, Punked actually is on the app. It's Chance the Rapper. I know. Uh, know. But no Ashton, so. Also, I... So so I'm not watching. (laughs) Also, I see my shirt that says no Ashton? (laughs) (laughs) No Ashton. Punked season eight. Uh... I did see an ad for this show called Dummy, which is a comedy about a, a a girl dating someone with a sex doll, and the sex doll is like sentient. Um, but I saw that on I saw that on Netflix or not on Netflix. I saw an ad for that on YouTube, and I was like, that seems like a dumb show. Turns out it's one of the Quibi like specific shows. Oh. I feel like I saw another one that was like a. Qu- I keep getting ads now for shows on Quibi, and I'm like, oh, I, but I'm not paying attention, or I don't think they're showing me that it's a Quibi show. So I'm just seeing dumb shows and being like, oh, that sucks. I, I, I'm, I assume it's on <laughs> oh, Netflix. That sucks. <laughs> oh, uh, that's terrible. Yeah. They also have like the first episode. Oh, yeah, Die Heart. I saw that. What is that? It is a. A, a show where from the few seconds of trailer that I saw is a show where Kevin Hart wants to uh, be an action star or something like that. Well, he is in Jumanji. Yeah. There's plenty of action. I have no clue what it is. I just remember seeing it. I don't like. Yeah. There is so much content out there already. No one is asking for more of it. There's too much shit out there already to watch. And Quibi's like, no, no, no. These kids want to see Spin Giant Wheel. Kevin Hart, <laughs> Spin Giant Wheel. <laughs> you know, like they're just coming yeah. up with like, let's have Celebrity X do a show about thing. A, a, a room yeah. full of people asking their grandkids what they think, who, what celebrities they need to get in touch with. <laughs> yeah, they're like, yeah, like this whole... Quibi thing is just market research gone wrong. And like granddad was like, hey, who are the kids into these days? And like, I don't know. Kevin Hart's pretty cool, I guess. And he's like, hmm. Like writing down Kevin Hart. Kevin Hart. Okay. <laughs> write that down. Write that down. Now, what is this? Um, what is this TikTok? <laughs> that's what I think is what really probably spurred it on, too. Yeah. You're like, look at all these kids dancing on this app. I bet they could go dance and then they'd hop over to Quibi and watch some dance show on Quibi. Yeah. I don't know. Fuck, fuck big in- titans of industry thinking that they know like what the vibe is. I made Lion King, motherfucker. You listen to me. <laughs> I also heard a bunch of stories about him just being like super out of touch politically or like weird about women or something like that. Wait a second. You mean a white billionaire who's old. <laughs> yes. Yes, I know. I know. I'm, I'm Might sorry. be a little misogynistic. I had no he, clue You're telling myself. me he's out of touch? <laughs> Color me shocked. That guy's got his finger on the pulse. He knows 
he has at least 20 people on his payroll who will yes man him into anything. <laughs> All right. Well, so Quibi, that's what I did on one thing. I also, let me give you a quick rundown of the movies I watch. And if you want, I'll talk about one of them. If any of them pick? sound particularly interesting. Yeah, you can pick. So in the last week, I watched... <sighs> sorry. I watched Wings of Desire, Tokyo Twilight, Taipei Story, Lady Snowblood, and Meshes of the Afternoon. Any of those strike your fancy? If not, I'll just talk about one. What was the just Tokyo, talk about one. Tokyo Lady Blood? Okay. Uh, I'll talk about Lady Snowblood because I think <laughs> you guys would probably drive on it. So Lady Snowblood is a... a uh, it's a movie from the 70s. It's Japanese. And it talks about... It talks, it talks about... <laughs> It's like it's a pamphlet it a, or something. <laughs> PowerPoint presentation. <laughs> um, basically, it's just kind of a, and I don't mean this in a bad way, but there are just a lot of films like these. It came out of Japan during this time, during the samurai boom of you know film. Uh, it is a samurai film uh, where the protagonist is actually a woman, which is rarer. And uh, this woman is on a quest to kill these four people who, um, you know, did bad stuff to her mom. And um, she exists because of these bad things. So she's going to, you know, get her revenge on these four people. And she is a really cool samurai girl, woman, person. God, I'm totally butchering this. Uh, but she's trained She's trained her whole life as a kid to like seek out this revenge. So she's like on the shits. Uh, my favorite thing about this movie is that the, the blood, there's lots of it. And it seems like everybody who gets stabbed, their blood pressure is like 1,000 <laughs> PSI. <laughs> I'm because as it, uh. soon as they get stabbed, it doesn't matter where it is. It just immediately goes... Like literally just a torrent of blood, like fountains out of them. And oh, that's yeah. really fun. I, I like movies like that because it's unrealistic for sure, but it's just funny and it's fun and it's badass. And like she cuts someone in half and it's so cool. Movies from 1973. So that kind of gives you an idea about the kind of special effects you would it's expect. Toho. But the opening scene is so badass. There's like lots of snow falling. Um, it's shot really well. Like the way it's shot is very interesting. Uh, they do a lot of weird like lens manipulation. Um, I don't know a lot about the Japanese film industry in the 70s. Uh, maybe they had not a huge choice of lens lenses or film stocks. So maybe that's part of it. But it was badass. It's uh, it's only 97 minutes, so it's pretty digestible. Uh, it's just a real classic, good all-around just samurai jammer where people get cut up, man, and they got to pay for their crimes. So, yeah, I mean, what's not to love? Um, yeah, yeah, it looks fucking badass. It's directed by Toshija Fujita. I'm probably pronouncing that slightly incorrect. And it has like really strong Tarantino vibes because yeah. I'm sure Tarantino has seen this movie and stole a lot of stuff from it for Kill Bill. Yeah, I was um, going to say, this, this looks like Kill Bill is just 
it's like launcher, it's like yeah. kill bill but like cool because it's the og and it's yeah you know it's it's japanese culture told from a japanese point of view it's not tarantino being like samurai swords are cool yeah i mean they are but like you know tips fedora so if you like samurai movies you like seeing people get sliced and diced uh check that out it's called lady snowblood uh, it's, I believe it's part of the Criterion Collection, so uh, that should be easy to find. I also I listed all those other movies I watched. And one more thing I'd like to talk about briefly, because it sort of ties in, is I've been thinking about getting Ghosts of Tsushima. As am I. Okay. But I don't have a lot of spare time right now for video games, but it yeah. just looks really good. Yeah, and I know we talked about it before. I'm sure. Um, and, and while watching Lady Snowblood, it made me think about it even more. Yeah, who doesn't like swords? swords I've heard. Me. I've heard. I don't. Mi- <laughs> That's true. You don't. I've That's heard. Right. Mixed- Bob, they always say Bob doesn't like swords. I've heard mixed things about it, but it seems like a good game for what it is. From what I've heard, a lot of people are like. It's not historically accurate, which is like, who cares? I guess, unless, Racist. I don't know. Unless you, yeah. I, <laughs> uh, <coughs> that's what I was about to say. Is, is, uh, that he was like, who cares? But also like, maybe. It's also a video game. I mean. Yeah. Um, But it is apparently just like the best Assassin's Creed game from what people are saying. Okay. Uh, from it it seems it seems like the story is kind of one note there's not much to it but it looks really really fucking good from what i've heard and seen also, also and, i i believe i said ghosts of tsushima but it's actually yeah. just ghost of tsushima by the way yeah. so that was Go- my mistake ghosts of yeah uh but yeah i'm going to try and play it as soon as i'm done moving but uh, i just, didn't want to it also yeah. just looks like like well done like yeah. even if the story was absolute doo doo it like visually looks very nice yeah and it, at the end of the day it could just be a podcast game that you like go and do fetch quests on and like be like damn this is really nice while you listen to a podcast yeah you recommend just, the you flock know. podcast <laughs> yeah so I, I'm I'm probably gonna check that out. well I'm not gonna say probably I'm definitely gonna check that at some point just I don't know when but uh, Dewey what do you got for us Mr Highball well. Oh, I wasn't recording. I'm going to kill you. <laughs> Speaking of samurai and uh in uh um kun- uh not kunai katanas. I have been pl- I st- I started playing a game yesterday so uh, cuz I was like, "You know what? I only have one other thing I did this week cuz I've been so fucking busy." I was like, "Let me let me try this game I've had for a while and just have never opened up and tried." And that's Onika uh Onikon Oh wait wait let me see Oni I think it's pronounced Onikanabra Send it let me see I, I don't know if you know this but I'm actually really good at pronouncing things I don't know if it's Sean Onikanbra I would say Onichambra Okay Chambra just doesn't sound right Onichambra Onichambara. Throw it into Google Translate. I might do that. There's schoolgirls in this by any chance. 
Uh, well, we'll get no, into that. No, then I'm not interested. Uh, it's actually Onikombra Z2 Chaos. This is a game that it's I... It's Onichambara. Onichambara, okay. Onichambara Z2 Chaos. Uh, obviously, I don't know what the fuck is going on in this game because it's a sequel, but this is a game where you play as a samurai cowgirl in a bikini and just it's like a character action game so it's just like a lot of hack and slash and like combos and jumping all over the place but you're fighting zombies i bought this game because i heard because i had to pinch one off and uh... (laughs) no Uh, as most of these games that i play that are super fan servicey i watch a lot of videos where people are like no actually the the gameplay is really good and if you can get over the you know, hypersexualization of these characters. They're actually very good games. And I bought I'm just this like picturing like the incel drawing of like the Reddit person being like, it's actually a really good story when you sit down. <laughs> no, th- th- I bought this. I think it was Xseed was doing a sale. So this is, I bought this and a few other games along with uh Sinra and Congra peach beach splash. That game I was talking about with the water guns. I bought them all at the same time because they were like super, super reduced. And I first heard about this game because I remember seeing it a lot on the 360, the first game, or I don't know. Apparently this company that put out this game before making these games just made, I think they even like called, no, they called (laughs) the games like easy games or something. Hentai. No. They basically made like Sudoku and shit like that, or not Sudoku. Ah, leisure games. Yeah, just just games doing Old your, just people. Easy, easy. Yeah, and then they started experimenting, and they're like, "Let's do this." And so they've just been doing this from now for for a while now. I don't think many of these have made it over here, but I, um, I, have, a, I have a dumb question. There, hey, hey, there's no dumb questions here when we're talking about Onikabra's Two Z Chaos. What? Why? What's? What's the cowboy hat? I have no clue. I haven't gotten that far. Uh, Does this it have is also a like a vibe or anything, or is it just no, a, a not at all? Choice? Because because there's two characters who are cowgirls, and then they have sisters who look like like gothic lolitas. Oh, you've got my number. Gothic lolita. I think that's correct. Correct term. Is that the is that the politically correct term for it? You know what? Probably not. <laughs> They look it's, like it's Gothic Lolita X. Yeah. Um but yeah, it's like a standard character action game. Uh the con- I I I also it's really funny I started playing this game cuz I was thinking to myself the day before I started this like what are like genres of games I don't like and I started thinking like I don't think I like character action cuz it just seems like there is a hidden level of combos and stuff like that that i don't really engage with or want to engage with which Mm -hmm. this game definitely has because it says in the menus like oh if you time your button press right you'll get a better combo etc etc and and they just feel like so hack and slash to me and i i want to eventually train my brain to play them correctly with like better combos and really sitting down and learning them but they all are very disorienting huh the gameplay looks very disorienting. Yeah, there's also not like there, there's a lock on system, but you can only lock on to one enemy at a time, and you have to hold a button down while you do it. Uh, 
So it's kind of hard for me to keep playing it. Like I started playing it and I was like, this is insane because it immediately <laughs> starts. So it starts off immediately with these these two people fighting and I don't know their backstory. Obviously, this is a sequel to a game. And then at one point, your character, and this isn't a spoiler because it's within the first like 20 minutes, your character gets wounded and the other character goes up and gives you their blood. And you're a va- you're, the character you're playing as is a vampire. The other character is, I, I have no clue what they are, but they're not human. They give you some of your their blood and then you turn, you like... <laughs> you like unlock your true power and it's like, I so love this is my like tr- explaining this. Cause it's like, it, this is, <laughs> it's, it's insane as insane as it sounds. It is, it's, it's uh, as insane as it sounds. It is truly that insane because within the 20 minutes, it's like the end of an anime where he's like, so this is the, the, the chick's like, this is my true power. It's like, Whoa. And I'm like, this I have no idea. Form. I was like, you guys are putting this on way too early like what is going on right now um yeah i'm watching cutscenes right now and apparently i also started it because i heard i i looked up the how long to beat to see how long it was to to finish the game and it's six I love hours that that's the website of course it is it's six hours and then they talk about like oh if you want to do all everything else uh it, you can replay and get new characters and shit like that but uh, I don't know. It's interesting. You you have like characters with big ass swords. You have characters with the katanas. You have characters like I'm watching a character with like a big chainsaw throwing that around. There's a lot of customization apparently. It's like all over the place. But I was like, let's try out this interesting game so I have something to talk about. And uh, I, I, I want to keep playing it. But like I said, I'm not really into character action. And no amount of Calgary you have to keep playing it for us. Keep me going. Yeah, maybe I will, dude. I I wish, I wish, I, everyone should just go watch the first like twenty minutes of this game because I want people to know how weird it feels to be like this is this this feels like the chapter of the end of the game, like, but but it's at the yeah. beginning. Yes, uh, just I also to fuck your shit up. And and be like, hey, did you play the first game? No. Well, you don't know what the fuck's going on because there's these two chicks fighting and they have sisters who are fighting and you're supposed to be invested in the characters. But I'm just like, what the fuck? Uh, <laughs> I also watched a new show that is out uh, uh, at Netflix.com if you want to go check it out. Reno 911 on Quibi? No. Yeah, I, Netflix.com. I only watch Netflix in the browser. Yeah. <laughs> Netflix.com. Uh, I only watched it in the, the Google Chrome search. On my phone. Uh, it's called Down to Earth with Zach Efron. Have you guys heard about this show? I heard about this show Zac on the podcast. Zach Efron or Zach Efron? Oh. <laughs> Zach. Zach, uh, what's the shit that you have to get checked in your house when you go and buy it? Xenon. No. No. Nope. <laughs> radon. Uh, our, radon. Our radon. Zach, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Zach Radon. Yes. Um good friend Jamie had me on their podcast, his podcast, and told me about this show. And I said, you know what? That sounds interesting enough. Let me go check it out. And it is. It's basically a show where Zac Efron just travels the world and uh, does Oh, cool I've shit. heard about this. I've yeah. heard about this. The, f- the first episode's in Iceland, which is a place I went to. So I, I was like, oh, I've been here before. This is sick. And the whole time you're like, dude, check... 
yo, you're just like elbowing uh, yeah. the person you're watching. Yo, this place is so tight. You're gonna love this. I'm like, eh, eh I've been there. <laughs> you know, it's called Iceland, but it's not made of ice. Yeah, yeah. It's, you see, it's you funny because like that, Iceland, that thing he's walking on. I I walked there too. It's actually yeah. uh, a lot bigger than it looks. Yeah, it's a big bridge, and a lot of people I walked on it um, with my sister. It was real fun. It's got a J in it, but it's silent. Yeah, it's actually shine there for a day because that's how Icelandic speak is. Uh, no, that he was goes- extremely <laughs> accurate and not at all inflammatory. <laughs> <laughs> the hill to folk. Uh, yeah, he, the first episode, like I said, Iceland, really cool because immediately, I think one of the first things they do is they go to where the hot springs are and they, throughout this whole thing, they're explaining how the hot springs basically power the entire, um, landmass of Iceland, like for free. So they're harvesting the earth to not have to pay for energy, which is insane. But they go up, they go up to the, to the like bank of this, I guess, area where the, um, water's you obviously bank. super I'm hot. thinking of like an actual bank. They go up to a bank and they rob it. It was crazy. <laughs> no, they put they put like this. They they put all the ingredients in to make bread. They put it in the dirt and like cover it <laughs> like on, on this you know black sand. And and when they're shoveling up the sand, it's like bubbling underneath it. Like you can see the water that's like coming through. Like you know when you dig really far in in the sand at the beach and water starts coming yeah. in. I love this. It's just that, but it's like bubbling. And then they just put this, this iron thing with like all the cake mix in it or bread mix, put it in there. Yeah, I I guess so. It didn't look like it's it's a Dutch oven. Well, it's an Icelandic oven. It it was, it was, yeah. A lot of people don't know this. The Icelandic Dutch ovens much smoother. And then they put it it in smooth. (laughs) And, um, they're like, yeah, we put in this one yesterday and they take it out and they also just put, eggs no they don't put the eggs in anything they just throw them in the dirt and then like put the fucking dirt over top of it and then it cooks the eggs it's just basically like these icelandic people being like yeah we just cook everything uh right here in in the the dirt dirt. (laughs) yeah but it's so wild it's been pretty hot out here i want to try it Mm -hmm. yeah probably could it's got a at the richmond beach but yeah throughout throughout the first episode i started watching uh the episode on France, but they just talk a lot about how different countries handle like water for the most part. And, 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 uh, they talk about the stuff in Iceland, like I talked about with the, um, hot springs and stuff like that and how that powers the earth. They also talk about powers, the earth powers their, uh, their source of power, I guess. I'm doing a terrible explanation Dewey's of great. this. Dewey's great. I love this. I watched it last night half awake and I was just like, damn, ice is crazy. <laughs> damn, ice, ice cream crazy. <laughs> uh, I really I really like the, the second one because they talk about how in Paris specifically, water is just like, free, like purified water is just free on the streets, which is one of those things that it's wild that that's not like a regular thing everywhere. Um, water is a human right. Yeah, access to clean water is a human right. And they unfortunately, take it, the U.S. doesn't believe that. But yeah, and and, and yeah, like I said in this episode in 
Paris, they take it super seriously because it's like every corner you can get super nice, uh, high, like, uh, high filtrated, high octane, wa- high octane water. And there's also like a specific part where they go up in one of the, uh, areas where they have an app that you can check where the different, like, fountains are it's like oh this one has sparkling water so they go to it and it's like that's so sick public access sparkling water pretty awesome i would have this makes me even more upset that coronavirus canceled my paris trip yeah you could have been i wouldn't i would have been so hydrated i could have been like oh yeah i was there let me tell you about it because you did like you did for iceland yeah um maybe next time maybe next actually you said this is on netflix yes it is all uh, this is all being done with Zach Efron. So he's that. Zach Efron. Yeah, Zach Efron. From he's we there. Are he's, he's being hot and whatever. From We the Kings. This reminds me of the fact that I also am watching something on Netflix every now and again. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know the show Forensic Files? I know of it. Yeah, it's like an interesting show where they talk about cold cases uh, that are. You know, broken open because of forensic evidence. Are there do you and like, any like podcasts that are kind of like that, like true true? No, I think we should start one though. Corner the market on it. Hmm. So I like true crime shit. So obviously, this show is fun to put on when I'm like eating dinner or whatever. But there are 360 episodes <laughs> on on Netflix. <laughs> uh, and I was looking at the seasons. Um, Spring, fall, in season. Winter. No, I'm just saying, like, in season 10, there were 42 episodes. Like, there, that, that's so many fucking episodes to yeah, be jamming doing? out. That's like, and they're 21 minutes each, so, I mean. It's too uh, much. I'll, I mean, I'm just going to put it on, man. I love true crime shit. I can't do it. Bob is fucked in the head. You know what else is fucked in the head? I'm sorry, Dewey. I was done. <laughs> I only, I only, I only watched like the first two episodes. Um, it's really cool. I had a feeling you were finished, but I <laughs> say the name for everybody else again. Well, actually, it was in Iceland, Iceland, and I'm actually um, from America. So, uh, what's the name is, of the show? It is called Down to Earth with Zach Efron. Efron. Uh, speaking of people that are down to earth. <laughs> How about me for forgetting to press record on the audio and us getting through the entirety of Bob's stuff before I realized that I wasn't recording? Yeah. Huh? Don't worry. It's going to be better second time around, baby. Whoops. Whoopsie Goldberg. That happens to the best of us. So I, uh, I've dropped, Bob watched a fun movie. I dropped a little linky into the chat. I'm looking at it. Shit number five. This piano music is terrible. The the channel name is Some Asshole. (laughs) Dude, this piano music is fucked. You you hear how it just stops abruptly? (laughs) Every Okay. (laughs) So this movie, I watched it last night at 1 (laughs) a.m. It's called After Last Season. And it is the most... It's not even okay. A bad movie doesn't even encompass what it is. It's just bizarre. Oh man, I'm sorry. I'm laughing at the odd, the piano music you sent to us. <laughs> that's it just that's literally like I think the that might be the opening credits uh, score. 
I think what she mean to say is an avant-garde masterpiece. That's okay. That's really how it on, feels. When you're talking about this piano music, why is it only seven seconds of this minute and fifty second video? I I'm not really sure, but that it, that also is just how it feels in the movie. It'll it okay. starts on a scene and then it ends abruptly before the scene even gets going. So it it doesn't really do do anything for the movie. It's not really a soundtrack. It's just music that happens to be playing at the same time as the movie. And the closing credits does the same thing, but the instrument changes. Like they hit the next preset on the keyboard and then repeat the <laughs> same kind of like wandering, like ding, 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 ding. Yeah. And then it just stops <laughs> and then it changes instruments. The comment goes, on the video wah, wah, is, wah, wah. the top comment, one of them is, this literally sounds like someone placed their three-year-old in front of a piano for the first time. <laughs> Yeah, and recorded when, what they pressed. When you were talking about like, oh, the, the music has like really bad piano parts or whatever, I was like, okay, I didn't know that it was going to sound like a fucking <laughs> nothing electric. It sounds piano. like nothing. Yeah. No, I thought it was going to at least have the qualities of a grand piano. No, like, no, no, no. This it's is someone like, fucking around in Guitar Center on a Casio. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So, did we say the name yet? The movie is called After Last Season, two thousand nine American drama. Written, directed, and produced, and shot by Mark Region. So where it gets weird is some people think that Mark Region is a is a pen. What is it called? A pen name? A pseudonym. pseudonym. <laughs> I literally was about to say pseudonym. Is that for, what it is? Yeah. Yeah. For either okay. Spike Jones Pseudofed. or uh, Michael Snow. Okay. And wait, it, wait, can we can I do a sidebar real quick? Sure. Uh, if you guys had to have pseudonyms for like a work of fiction or something, what would yours be? I, I know what Bob's is. I have one that I use, though. Yeah, I know yours. You don't have to say that one. Okay. You can pick a different one. <laughs> okay. Uh, hold on. Okay, I got it. Do you got something? I guess. Go ahead. Okay. What's yours, Dewey? You go first. <laughs> <laughs> You're just going to steal mine, dude. Dude, no. All right, mine's uh, Ben Dover. Just like Bob to not take it seriously. This is serious podcasting. Mine would be George Hat. <laughs> <laughs> I like that. George Hat. Yeah, because people would be like, wait, what? His George? last name's Hat? He's like, yeah. <laughs> I don't know. It's weird. It's just what his name is. What about you, Dewey? Games Dean. Okay. Fuck you both. All right, Dewey. <laughs> conti- or Bob, continue on. Uh, so the movie was premiered in 2009 uh, at four theaters across the U.S. And afterwards, uh, the director told the theaters to just destroy the, the film instead of sending it back. Did Which, this make it hard for you to find it on a streaming service? Yes, extremely hard to find on a streaming service because it does not exist on any streaming <laughs> services. I had to get. Uh, he, I guess he's a friend of the show. I don't think he listens to it. I don't think I, he's a he's, friend of someone on the show. Capital yeah. B Brian. Uh, I had to get him to find it for me because I couldn't find it anywhere. Uh, he had his invite-only torrent deep web searches and found it through that. Uh, of which there were multiple comments for the movie. One of them was pure masochism. 
Yeah, I'm, hmm. gonna, I'm actually on that same website. I was going to look up what some of the comments are. Uh, some of the some of the other reviews by people f- who were at the screenings in Rochester, especially, called the film "quote amazingly bad." While an Austin viewer stated it was a total mind fuck. It can only be described as a lesson in self control because at first I wanted to leave, then I wanted to scream at the movie. Then it became funny, and then it reached the level where it crawls under your skin and agitates you with questions that rise from having been witness to it. Which is, that, that's the most accurate description I have for it also. It starts off and it's just weird, and then it gets kind of funny because it's bad, and then it just gets to this point where it's just bizarre. It's supposed to be so shitty, it's awesome. <laughs> it's like, But it's not even like the room where it's funny the entire time this isn't even funny it's just it just looks purely nauseating it really is but it's so boring and so little (laughs) happens in the movie but all of the i love this all of the uh what do you what do you got here you sending something what um. Yeah, it's it's just everything in the movie seems way too intentional for it to just be like a bad movie, like The Room. All of the set decorations are very obviously made out of cardboard. There's an MRI. <laughs> so machine. you're saying they just put they put a little bit too much effort into making it shitty. But it's, like you, it's, it seems it's like they all, went out of their it's way. All in, it's all 100 percent genuine. There's not a, an is it? ounce of irony in any of it. It's it's too weird for it to be on purpose. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's, I mean, just watching the trailer made me feel things. Th- th- there's there's so much going on in it that is baffling in a in a way where I, it's not just poor movie making. It's like intentional intentionally happening to for some reason and and that i don't know what that reason is makes me feel uncomfortable (laughs) there's a lot uh, of there's a lot of printer paper that's just taped to things (laughs) um all of the all of the rooms that they use to film it in are, are not even full full sets they're just there's like shit still in there like there's just like shelves and stuff that are just pushed out of the way, not even taken out of the room, just like pushed to the sides. But then there will be, you know, a piece of printer paper that's just taped to the wall randomly. Or for the case of the, the MRI room, there's an entire border around the top of the room that's all printer paper taped to the wall. And it, yeah. it, makes, it makes me feel like I, I'm not understanding something that they're trying to say. Yeah, we, see, was, it's actually an allegory for the financial crisis. Um, right. I don't expect someone like you to get that, but it's okay. I don't think I touched on the financial part of it yet, have I? Well, it's uh, it's that was a segue I was basically okay. throwing you. Well, thank you for this softball. Let me catch it real quick and, and <laughs> toss it back. So the budget of this movie, which looks like it couldn't have been more than a couple hundred dollars. <laughs> The official budget is $5 million. 
And in a in an interview I found on filmmakermagazine.com with the director, they interviewed him and were, you know, questioning about the budget. The, oh, the entire movie was shot on 35 millimeter, which is insane. I don't know why. That wasn't unheard of in 09, though. I mean. But to spend that much, I mean, that's not cheap to do. Nah. Yeah, I mean. Especially for, it for what you like, get here. And for not being like a quote unquote filmmaker, this is, I think, one of his first attempts at making a movie. Right. Well, the original budget, which you're about to tell everybody, seems more realistic. It still seems high, but yeah, the original budget was thirty to forty thousand dollars on principal shooting. That seems like a pretty fair budget for and something then, of this scope. And then came close to five million in post where, where they added some of the computer animation scenes. The premise of the movie is these two uh, biochemistry students at a university use this experimental like brain chip to visualize a murder that's happened. And spoiler alert, it ends up just being a dream, which (laughs) doesn't doesn't go anywhere even even the part of the movie prior to it being a dream doesn't go anywhere because they aren't stopping the murders or like you know figure out who the killer is they just use the chips to see the murder that took place on the campus like it doesn't go anywhere but in the yeah in this interview they said Filmmaker Magazine says, in an earlier interview, you say the film's budget was $5 million, which seems like a high number considering <laughs> that you had a tiny shooting crew and only shot for five or six days. Is this number correct? Regent says, it's correct. When we shot, the budget was thirty to 40000 But due to those special effects and the computer animation, the budget went to that number. Filmmaker Magazine, to $5 million? Regent, yes. And that also includes a few other things, titles and lab costs. But does that include theater rentals and the cost of distribution? Region, no. So that's. Oh my God. So it was even more. It, it's absolutely baffling. So the real question is where did they get $5 million? He, okay, he says in a different interview, I think that he had some like family friends. And I think he was like a dentist or something and had like been saving money for a long time. That's still a. Jeez, that's still a big chunk that's of so much money. money. <laughs> Just saving some money. Yeah, it's no yeah I, had a couple, I had a couple of friends throw me a mill or two. It's also if he was if he was so rich, then why did he only need thirty or forty grand to make this movie? Like, why didn't he aim for the stars? How does it go that exponentially from thirty or forty thousand shooting 1, to percent increase <laughs> to million multi million dollars? I wonder who's the fucking CGI person who was like, yeah, I'm going to need. Also, yeah, I mean, is, four is, million. is the CGI in any of the trailers? Did you see? Yeah, it looks like Google SketchUp, but animated. Yeah. so Possibly the, worse than SketchUp. It seems like every single person that he could have gone to for help. Because the, the in the credits, the closing credits, there are a lot of people listed. He said there's <laughs> a crew of like 30 people at one point. Not, not you know, every day, but total about 30 people yeah so it make it feels like every single person he contacted was just like the biggest grifter in their field 
and just took him for as much money as possible for whatever <laughs> they so were tight. doing. Like, oh yeah, I, I do computer animations. I'll, I'll give you I'm great need computer animations. $4 million. They're like, yeah, I do sound. They spent so much money on sound. None of the audio, it's either on-camera audio that just sounds insane because they're in giant empty rooms. <laughs> yeah. Or they're like lav mic'd or something like that and there's traffic driving by outside so you just hear like car traffic while they're in between them talking. That's so tight. Really puts you there, you know? It's I, I love it. I can't explain it. I mean it's you have I to don't see wanna, it. I have, have to see I the have movie. no desire to watch this movie. Yeah, I don't know. Like uh, if someone's like, hey I'll give you if someone honestly was like, I'll give you twenty dollars to watch this movie tonight, I would thought say no. Yeah, That's it's a, not sure. It's not a fun watch. It's just it's something I felt like I needed to see. For the masochist only. Well, you love punishing yourself. We know that. That too, but it, it, just as like a, a, a art experiment. You know what I mean? And before Bob loves his cringe. Everyone knows bef- that. Before the podcast got ruined from Coleman, we were talking I was talking about how it's like one of those movies where it's so bad and so weird that you can't look away from it and you're constantly being like, There's, is this a joke I'm not in on? Or is yeah. this just... It, it just produces such a weird feeling of uneasy, like almost stress when you're just like, what is this? Like trying to... It, it's, it's like looking at something that you'll never understand. Have you ever seen the video that's like a super distorted video of this person like holding an animal, but obviously it was edited. So like the, when the video is zooming in on the animal's face, it like swaps a bunch of different animals faces. I haven't seen it, but I can okay. uh, picture. I it. don't think so. Maybe this was just a dream I had, but it's something <laughs> like that where you're, where you're looking, you're looking at something and you're trying, your mind is trying to discern what it is, but it's like, it's is it like those, um, those, like computer computer generated images that are like nothing yes. but they look so similar to, to because they're made of real things your brain yeah. is like what is that and you cannot tell what it is yeah there's a few there's a few of those that make me feel really weird there, that's yeah. that's another part of this where it kind of seems like it might have been completely made up by like a movie ai where you you yeah. fed it a bunch of a you know movie scenes or something like that and it produced this, this as yeah. like generated from you know whatever it combed through on you know Tubi or something like that. Yeah, it's <sighs> it's really bizarre. If you can find it, watch it. I've got a Dropbox link. If you really want to watch it, I'll send you a Dropbox link. Send it to me. I'm trying to watch it. Yeah, yeah I'll, uh, fuck you. <laughs> I'll drop it to the group <laughs> chat, and if anyone listening, <laughs> contact Dewey and get it from him. Yeah, hit me up. Uh, with all uh, of that said, do you guys want to take a break and get into some news? Uh, bu- 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 break. Yeah. All right. And we're back. We got a little bit of news. Uh, it's just, I took the stuff that I thought was interesting. There's probably some other stuff out there. I know that there is a Xbox event today. I don't know when it was, but I didn't take any information on that. But I do have a little bit of Xbox news. Before we get into that, I want to talk about this wonderful game that is an FMV, that is a full motion video game about a female streamer. It's called Gamer uh, Girl. Oh. Did you guys hear about this? Yes, you guys see this one? You, you guys hear uh, about this thing? Yeah. Oh, God. Do I want to hear about this thing? Yeah, it's pretty fucking awful. There is a. 
they, apparently the trailer dropped on YouTube and then immediately was taken off. You can still find it though because obviously people Xbox View TV. Yeah, enough people have re-uploaded it. Basically what the game is is like um we talked about Night Trap where you play as like the mm-hmm. camera and yeah. you have to defend these girls or whatever. Well, in this game you play as a uh, what is the name of it in in streams when you have someone a moderator in a stream for this girl who is Abby Cake 99. Uh basically you're the you're the monitor and you have to decide in this FMV game what is allowed in the chat and what isn't. It also goes on <laughs> to uh, afterwards that you can go hang out with her IRL with her friends at like Dude, the club. What the, I think I saw is this about. where we're at? See, here's this guy the wants to be a moderator on a forum so bad that he is like, well, if they're not going to make me one, I'll just make a video game where I can be a moderator. Yeah, apparently it was... Um, Sounds like know. some incel shit. I think I think it originally honest. it was supposed to be it was in good it was made in good conscience, but I can't believe no one from this uh, the publisher Wales Interactive was there wasn't like one person was like hey maybe let's not do this because apparently yeah. they started making this like four years ago <sighs> and it's just coming out now so maybe they thought this was cool four years ago but even then I'm like what I I love how games like this have always like. Uh, taken so long to get made it's like yeah we've been working on this pet project for like 45 years it's like dude maybe you shouldn't have just not made it because it sounds like dog shit yeah um from what i can tell uh from the original story that i saw it sounds like that they tweeted it and then the uh, the studio was like, please take down the tweet or some shit like that. And then like remove or like they they posted the video on YouTube of like the trailer, and they made it like they asked for it to be taken down for whatever reason. Do you remember that um, movie that came out maybe last year called Unfriended? Yes. Yes. This looks like that as a game. Yeah, where it's kind of told through webcam and like. Like multiple media types, like weird, weird social media based movie. Yeah, now I'm just so watching it and watch. feeling weird. <laughs> I don't. Oh boy, I'm good. Yeah, that's. I, uh, I think we we could probably end video games if this is where it's going. I don't think we control with the chat. Video game control canceled. the cat chat stream. That's, so, um, did you pick this game up, or who's going to play it? Which one of us is playing it? Uh, no. Bob, you play it. <laughs> yeah, okay. Got it. I have a piece of news, actually. I can slide in here real quick, if you want. This is so weird. You, I'm sorry. Are you I, good, I, I, got, I got lost in, in the trailer. It's just such a weird, like... You're sure it, just like this and... The, and <laughs> like what, is the, what is the term? Like par- parasocial or whatever? I th- simp, I think, is what you're looking for. Yeah, that yeah, also. Like, wh- it seems like it's like it, it's like a white knight simp game. And it's just like weird. Like, I don't know, man. Uh, we need to get off of this topic because now I need, I need to... He's got to take a shower. I'm just like watching this video. I'm feeling really <laughs> weird. 
that this is a game that could ever be made. And people would be like, yeah, I'll give money to do this. Um, and better news, when we were, I was talking about Microsoft and we have some news for them. Uh, Coleman, you you seem like someone who would like flight simulators. Uh, good call because I do and I have played a lot of them and the new one is coming out. I think I saw someone got a test copy and they got some of the flight sticks and stuff that came with it. Mm-hmm. Pretty cool. Possibly. Um, mm-hmm. guess how, Possibly. Guess, guess how many discs there are going to be in Microsoft Flight Simulator? Four. No. There's ten. going to be ten DVDs. DVDs? It's, it's a, yes, Blu-rays? It's a big boy. Because, because this, is, this is the physical edition for PC. And they should be like, listen, if you don't have a fucking Blu-ray player, like, fuck you. Yeah, I think I think the main reason they're doing this huge amount of DVDs is because, you know, not everywhere in the world has good internet connection. This is also apparently a, a European exclusive, I think, for the... That's wild. This. Yeah, I just, I just put this in here because I thought it was insane that they have 10 DVDs for it. But... Looking at the game and all the footage that we've seen so far, it basically looks like Google Maps. Like it looks really good. Looks insanely good. So let's see. Um, if it's ten DVDs, each DVD holds like four point seven gigs, I think. So they could have definitely fit it on one Blu-ray. Yeah, probably a dual layer Blu-ray, fifty to sixty. Well, I mean, what they don't tell you is the ten DVDs. Are in the shape of a Boeing seven forty seven. Yeah, once you and lay you them all out, out, and you can use them as coasters afterwards. I have a little piece of news. I'm going to slide in here real quick. Okay, if you don't mind. Before we get on to your piece of news, oh, this because guy. because this is also some Microsoft news. So I could have done a really great transition, but it's fine. Uh, Microsoft is winding down the production of the Xbox Sad Edition and the Xbox One X. Obviously. This is to probably get ready for the Xbox Series X or whatever they're calling it now, the new the new system. But the it, it, for those who don't know, the SAT is the uh, only digital edition, and uh, the Xbox Series. You said they're sec- they're, cease, they're ceasing production. Yes, Xbox One X is the higher end. It's kind of the same uh it's like a little bit stronger than the ps4 pro so it's kind of surprising actually i i I think what they're going to do is they're just going to focus on the xbox series x the new generation and they're going to keep keep selling the regular xbox one just because why not um yeah yeah i mean there's probably still a ton of them out there yeah uh, and if you really want one or the other, it probably wouldn't really be hard to get your hands on. Nope. At least for now. I don't I'm know. Going, sorry, I got to go somewhere and buy up all the... <laughs> I mean, right now it's behind hard to me, There's like a, my whole wall is Xbox One X's. Uh, yeah, these are going to reap benefits come fall. Do you want to give your piece of news? Yeah, I just saw uh, in a, a games journalist tweet about uh, today on a earnings call, Ubisoft said that their next-gen games this fall will be the same price as current-gen games, $60. Yeah. 
Nice. Um, so take at two. The NBA, NBA 2K. Take two one. had announced that NBA 2K21 would be seventy dollars. Yeah. On PS5 and Xbox Series X. Yeah, I think I had a note and I and I forgot to actually talk about it for a few weeks ago. But that's good to know because a lot of people saw that and were like, "Oh shit, does this mean games are now seventy dollars?" Because at the, I mean, it, it I think. Games been are sixty forever. I think games are due for a a kick up in seventy dollars, like for an extra ten dollars. If that means I don't have to worry about like all these stupid additions and feeling like I'm missing out because I'm not buying the collector's edition that comes with the golden gun and you get all these perks, five potions as soon as you start. I mean, even if you like, the games have been sixty dollars since the three hundred and sixty came out. Mm-hmm. So I mean. That's over 10 years, well over 10 years. I guess that's really not that big of an increase if you think about the grand scheme of things. Like, yeah, it kind of sucks. But if you plot it out on a chart and see if you calculate for inflation, inflation, it's like hasn't, that's really not that big of a jump. It just sucks because they're doing it all at once. Yeah. But at the same time, uh, PC games, I feel like have gotten cheaper. Like yeah, most, yeah like they can't, the they can't give stores, those things like away. 30, 30 bucks is on, on average. Yeah. Probably because there are more games for PC than there are. Right. And I understand that. So the, they'd be more competitive. There's no physical PC games anymore. So yeah. you don't have to worry about any sort of cost prohibitive measures in that, in like shipping something or. I mean, the prices are also extremely arbitrary because it's not like it's not like they're scraping by by selling the game for sixty bucks. Well, they're still on making money. Production costs. <laughs> well, yeah, yeah, sure. I actually want to see because all the, everyone's always talking about like the like everyone seems really upset with the idea that games would be. Um. I don't know, cost more or like go up, even though t- $10 is like nothing. I'm trying to find the Star Fox price at release. Let me find. 64? No, this is for uh, SNES. Okay. Cause I remember, I think 64 games were like 70 or 80 bucks, weren't they? Yeah. Um, I don't know why I can't find a fucking uh, at. Why doesn't the internet have the price for Star Fox? Ex- <laughs> <laughs> it's there. You're just not looking close enough. Super Mario World. Ah, okay. It's not giving. Let's just say, because I'm pretty sure the F- FX games <laughs> were like say. were like around $70. They were extreme. Games were like stupid expensive if you adjust for inflation back yes. then. So, like VHSs were fucking... Like eighty dollars in today's yeah. money. <laughs> it's so crazy to think about, but uh, I wish I knew how much this goddamn game was at release. This right, goddamn you, you guys, game. You, all right, look it um, up at home. I'm gonna look it up and figure it out. Uh, but before we do that, Microsoft is winding down. Like I said, Sony apparently in this Push Square article. <laughs> says that they're going to be doubling to meet demand and overhauling the production for PS5. 
So if you were worried about being able to grab a PS5 or an Xbox, well, at least I don't know about for an Xbox, but for a PS5 come November, apparently they are factoring in the uh, demand for consoles around uh, holiday time. Yeah, I mean, that's weird that one is ramping down and one is ramping up. Or well, not ramping up, but... That's for PS5. Xbox hasn't said that they're ramping up, but I assume it's kind of implied and they don't want to say it outright that when they're saying they're winding down sad edition and Xbox Series X or Xbox One X. God, I can't. Their naming convention is the fucking worst. <laughs> they're around they're everyone but the new one. I assume what they're saying new is box. like... Microsoft new box. The, the Microsoft new box is here. The Master Chief box. I assume what they're saying is, hey, we have to like stop making these old ones so we can make this new one. Right. I mean, yeah. Yeah. When I was trying to search for prices of N64 games at launch, yeah, I got linked to an Etsy store with Nintendo 64, 100% authentic and cleaned N64 games. And it had the cool. thumbnail is like, you know, a big spread of like Zelda, Majora's Mask, Smash. Uh, what do we got? You know, all the classics, Quest 64. And then uh, there's a little drop down window for the game title. And the only games they're selling are Quarterback 98, Quarterback 99, <laughs> Quarterback 2000, Madden 99, and then Quarterback Club 2001. <laughs> Damn. Dude, that's so tight. All of the all of the ones all that the... you want. So I'm seeing uh, 1996 game prices. The standard game price for N64 was 49.99. Yeah. If you adjust that for inflation in 2010, that's $69.60. So I'm talking about. So specifically, I was trying to figure this out for Star Fox because Star Fox, along with a few other games, had the FX chip, which like added twenty to like thirty dollars back then onto the price. But I can't fucking find the. Oh, original price was forty five. That's not true. Okay, I can't. I can't find this. I. This is gonna make me so mad that I can't find the fucking price. So we're moving on. Uh, you can buy a physical copy of Fortnite for ninety dollars. <laughs> it probably comes Stop. with some V bucks. <laughs> um. So there was a Nintendo Mini Direct. You guys see that? No. No. Okay. Well, it was pretty. It was um kind of meh until the very end, which I got super hyped for. Apparently, I'm not going to link any of this because I'm, I'm lazy, but in the Japanese uh, mini direct, they had a trailer for Atelier Ariza 2, the game that I was talking about a while ago where we talked about the girl with the thighs. If you guys remember that game. I got my attention. <laughs> The game where you you like mix potions and create stuff with like alchemy, but there's also turn-based combat and shit like that. That was like super charming and fun. Apparently, that company uh, is making a Atelier Ariza 2. So I'm probably going to pick that up because I had a good time with the first one. But 
for us English speaking countries, we got <laughs> our mini direct that had a announcement of Cadence of Hyrule getting a season's pa- a season pass and a physical that's coming out in October. Cadence of Hyrule is the rhythm based um Zelda game that uh, has a bunch of oh, like yeah. I it's this. yeah it's it's basically the dudes who made Crypt of the Necro Dancer made it and it's getting like a bunch of new characters 30 plus more songs a new island and all this other stuff it looks really cool i'm finally probably going to be able to play it because it's going to be physical and i'll buy it there's also a third person shooter game that i don't even think i took the name down for because it looked so generic it looked like a more realistic Fortnite. i don't know anything else about it <laughs> it also had a really generic name and i forgot it and i didn't write it down because i was like i don't care about this there's then also a trailer for WWE Playgrounds, which looked really bad. Cause, oh, yeah. Because uh, as we all know, the WWE games have been trash for a few years now. So they decided to take a year off from the Wait, 2K. Is this, like, is this like Muppet Babies? Yes, it looks like <laughs> Muppet Babies. Um, <laughs> it looks crazy bad, but they showed that off. More importantly, they showed... Shin Megami Tensei 5, which is a game that was had a trailer when the Nintendo Switch was known as the Nintendo Revolution. Like before the Switch was out and we knew the name of it, they were talking about how Shin Megami Tensei is going to have a exclusive on it. So Shin Megami Tensei is actually the uh, grandfather of Persona. Persona is a spinoff of Shin Megami Tensei. So this is like, you know how Persona is all about like high school simulator slash like fighting and shit like that? Yeah. Apparently Shin Megami Tensei is like without the high school stuff and is like all of those games apparently are way darker and not as like much of a fun time it's just like in the trailer there's literally like satan being like god is dead and shit like that in the trailer oh my god. Which, which is really crazy to see because i was like man this is awesome and then it's just like like the little switch logo after it. it's just like uh <laughs> this is weird <laughs> being on a play together a, yeah god is dead hey, i found the uh i found the star fox price how much was it Seventy dollars in nineteen ninety seven. I was right. I put in. I wish I could screen. Sh- I'm going to screen share right now. Host has disabled it. Okay. Well, I have seventy dollars. <laughs> I didn't. It's disabled by default, dude. Don't worry. I didn't. Everyone, go back and listen to me say seventy dollars. I'm pretty sure I said it because I was like, I think it's. Well, 70. I'm confirming it. I wasn't disagreeing. Yeah. So yeah, no. I I just want to. I just want to know that I was right. Um, uh, hey guys, Dewey was right one time. So the item with inflation is $125, basically. Hell yeah. Worth uh, it. Yeah. So I just wanted to say that games back then were also very expensive. Now that I got that out of my system, I'm just going to name the, I'm the <laughs> Now episode. that I can refocus. <laughs> I just want to name the the episode $125. Yeah, sure. And Go then they'll it. get it. Um, you have the keys to the kingdom. You can do it. Yeah, I'm going to fucking do it. Uh, so Shimagami Tensei 5 is coming out in 2021. Not a solid release date, but they did say 
it is going to have a worldwide simultaneously release date. So like all um like all of the games that Atlas puts out, it always seems like Japan gets it and then five months later we get it. So this is really tight for the first time having a release simultaneously. Uh they also said that they're gonna do Shin Megami Tensei I think it was three Nocturne and that is going to be a remake of a game that is basically stuck on the PlayStation two. So that's going to be coming out in Japan on October sometime this year. And then 2021 again here, they, that one's not getting the simultaneous release, but uh, I thought that was really cool that they're going to actually uh, remake that game that has been kind of stuck on the PlayStation 2. Hmm. And uh, I'm freaking out because I really want to go and play those games because I like Persona, but thinking about a, a more serious Persona also sounds Did you guys really tight. know that Dewey loves video games? Dude, <laughs> I think last night when I was half awake, I told Marina I love video games. <laughs> I mean, if you do. Flattered. <laughs> <laughs> I've been so busy that I haven't been able to play video games and it's kind of sad. But you know what's not sad? Actually, this is pretty sad. Uh, this There is a tweet from Insomniac Games that says, quote, swinging through the city like never before on PS5 with optimal 4K 60 frames per second, uh, 50 frames, frames per second performance mode. I got a cough. <coughs> So this tweet is really confusing to me because they say optional 4K 60 frames per second performance mode. But to me, 4K 50, like 60 frames per second is like as good as it gets right now, right? I guess. Sure. I mean, Blackmagic just came out with a 12K camera. Oh my God, here we for go. For less than $10,000. Um. There's no consumer grade 8K TVs, right? No, there I think are. There, there is, are but there? but yeah, I I don't think. I mean, what do you consider consumer? Eight thousand dollars is that consumer for you? I mean, like it, no one's gonna, <laughs> no one no fucker. one owns no one we know owns one. Not yet. <laughs> I told you I love. Not when I get that Patreon money. <laughs> yeah, here we go. I'm buying a TV. Um, <laughs> but. I'm confused because one, that that just sounds like a a good ass mode. But two, why do they need to make a tweet about a performance mode? I like when I think about okay, here comes the PS5. I'm not thinking immediately. I hope they don't subjugate us to like a performance and then like a high quality mode right out the box because I like with the new console generation, it wasn't until you know we got these half generations you assume everything's gonna run you plug it in it's just gonna go so i don't know i feel like it's probably a a disclaimer so when your ps4 burst into flames from (laughs) the fan running so insanely i think it's also the fact that but i think this is a ps5 exclusive games in the beginning of a generation aren't that great initially like they aren't as optimized so it gets better and better so you know, I don't. I don't fucking know. F- fuck them. Yeah, I don't know. 
I guess if the, if that's the performance mode, I think that's good enough for most people. I can't see anyone being like, well, I want 120 frames per second, which my eyes probably can't perceive in 8K, which also they probably can't perceive. Um, but yeah, I just thought that was interesting that they had to go out on record and say that. Their lawyer probably was like, you have to say this. They probably make, don't know if they can get it there yet. Make the tweet. Uh, yeah. That's all I got. Well, you know, I have to go pick up my pizza. And right. I need to go pick up my dead ego in my bedroom. Because <laughs> I'm tired. Okay. Okay. Um, hey, Dewey, uh, get some sleep, man. <laughs> hey. Hey, man, I love video games. That's all I got to say. Uh, this has been the Vlog Podcast. Links to the socials will be in the show notes. If you want to call and leave us a voicemail, because apparently people are like, why don't they do the voicemails anymore? Uh, it's because no one's really been calling us. But if you wanted to, you can ask us literally anything about video games, movies, news, and everything else we've been doing throughout the week at 804-286-0626. Or as we like to say around here, 804-BUMMO-MAN. It's probably going to sound weird because we're... No, he's going to sync it up. Don't worry. I'm not. Thanks, Bob. Uh, thanks in advance, Bob. Oh, uh, fix it in post. That's it. Thanks. Bye. Bye. Thanks for flying with us. You know our names. Bye. All right.